That Sounds Great. Hello and welcome back to another episode of That Sounds Great with Cash and G. We're here in London at The Cube, the home of producers. Today, we have a very special guest on the show and what makes this person even more special is the fact that they're with, uh, they're with us in person here today. G? So guys, welcome to the show. My name is G and I'm super excited to be here today with my co-host Cash. And of course, we want to welcome our amazing guest, Lost Boy. Now, Lost Boy has worked with some amazing people out there such as Amory, Griff, Fraser T. Smith, and of course, Little Mix as well. Guys, let's say hello to Lost Boy and also get a little intro to who is Lost Boy. Lost Boy, how you doing? Welcome. I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime, anytime. It's great to be here. Um, yeah, we, we met briefly the other day, but it's it's good to be here and like chatting in depth about stuff. Yeah, it's I'm good to have you here, man. I'm excited to do it. I like that. So... So yeah, so just give us a little bit of a, an intro to, to who Lost Boy is for, for some of the fans and viewers and listeners. Sure. Um, so uh, my, my real name's Pete, uh, hence the name Lost Boy. That's where it comes from. Like a bit of a Peter Pan fantasy. Ah. Uh, okay, never gonna nice. grow up. That's the that's Ooh. the thing. Uh, but I'm a I'm a producer and songwriter uh, from London, um, and I've been working in this industry for like seven years now, wow. which is mad to say that out loud. I bet it's flown but by. It has flown <laughs> by. I mean, it's not always felt like it's flown by, but it's, it's yeah, it has. It's been it's been fast and slow in different ways. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. me. Thanks for having nice. me. See, I love the name. The name yeah, is sick. It's, it's good. It's Lost Boy. Yeah, a lot of people ask me about that, and it's like that's where it comes from originally, but it's also become this thing of like because I, I work across so many genres and like different different like sounds, mm -hmm. and and I I'm all I'm sort of like lost in this like <laughs> swamp of like everything from pop to like r&b to like rhythmic stuff in the u.s like it's kind of it's become a bit of a joke when you try as well that's so that's, I love yeah. that. and it's one that makes sense though when you put it that way yeah kind <laughs> of it didn't make sense when i was starting out yeah. i feel like as a producer like starting out you want that like neat entry point yes and yeah. i was i was a bit like oh but i i, I do everything don't i nice <laughs> well, i want to but yeah here we are Oh, I love the name Lost That's Boy. That's cool, man. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan Are of you Lost Boy? <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's the Instagram handle, right? That's right. There we go. Go plug it up. Cool, dude. Let's just start with a, with a little question. Um, I want to know more about your musical journey. How did mm. it start? What was Pete like or, or Lost Boy? Uh, when you were younger, kind of, yeah, what was your kind of like first instrument? Tell me more about yourself when you were kind of growing up. Um, well, my first instrument was, was piano, technically. I started lessons when I was like, six like pretty young um wow. but i hated it to be honest like I, I well i didn't hate playing the piano but i hated the lesson aspect of it and like mm -hmm. trying to read music and stuff like right. that like I, it never really came naturally to me i was always always found myself just like wanting to make up my own stuff mm -hmm. like i guess right but i didn't really realize it was writing at that point um and then from then, like when I was in high school, I started playing drums. Like, got drum lessons in high school, and then joined. I was in like bands and stuff mm -hmm. at school, um, and we we were awful, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so that that like you know that's that's the foundation. And then I had a like a gap year kind of situation where I wasn't at uni, but I was sort of like figuring out what I wanted to do, and I was touring in Europe with this like rock blues band, but. Wow. Not well. It's not well. It was. <laughs> it, it was. It was like we're talking like hundred cap venues max. Oh, okay. Um, but it was. It was. You know, the the foundations of something, and it made me realize that what 
I want to do is songwriting. And I was going to go to Liverpool at that point to study production, like specifically or like audio oh, engineering. Wow. Wait, why Liverpool? Uh, Lipper in Liverpool. Oh, McCartney. Yeah. Okay. I've oh, seen God. so many cool. videos <laughs> of that. Him giving a degree at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, so it's an amazing place, but yeah. it was it's a very technical course. Right. And I'm, I, I'm, you know, somewhat technical, but my thing is like creating, writing, yeah. really. And I figured out in that year, that's kind of what I wanted to do. So, And do you think, like, like having a, a background of piano, a lot of people have that kind of misconception about um, music theory and stuff as well. Like, I had it when I was growing up, people around me, music theory, yeah. you know, um, helping them towards their production. And obviously, a lot of people say, no, you can make beats or whatever, but not know music theory. Yeah. I'm kind of always been that person who's stuck in the middle. I'm always that kind of... Um, I think that's the perfect place it, to be, though, it, it, in the right. middle, because you want to be able to switch it off yeah. or switch it on. Like, I... Yeah. I, I'm lucky to to know music theory to an extent, yeah. So I can I can work something out in a sort of mathematical way if I, right. if mm. I want to. But a lot of the time, it's just like what feels right. Yeah, I think if like, if you have the fundamentals down, I think you can apply yeah. your own twist to it and, and really be creative in your own way. And, and for yeah. sure, yeah. Because they can't they can't teach you the creativity, right? That comes that comes directly from yourself. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was like learning songwriting at uni was was that exactly. Yeah. It was like what are, wow. what are we learning here? It's like we can listen to songs. We can learn like the conventions of songs and like structure, form, and stuff like that. But yeah. but beyond that is literally just like art. <laughs> it's like open yeah. to interpretation. Yeah. So Absolutely. so yeah. would you would you say that you've always had like rhythm? Because obviously you mentioned playing piano and then drums and stuff. Was that something you just always naturally had the ability for? I think so. Yeah, I remember like always like drumming on tables and stuff. Like tap, I couldn't stop tapping stuff when I was nice. a kid. So I guess I had rhythm to some extent. Um, but it goes a long way though, doesn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, it does. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that a lot of people like point out to me now is that the drums are a, are a thing that's like recognizable yeah. or noticeable or the or the patterns. And I think that's maybe just because I, I like I program them like a drummer would play them to an extent, mm, or like yeah. I think like that at least, or I try to. Um, yeah, that's so cool, man. Yeah, you know, because I've always like. I've always felt like, oh, what, what, what's stopping me from being this great producer? And I was like, I've got, I don't have the rhythm <laughs> that most of the nah. people have. Like, <laughs> nah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Somewhere in there, there's some rhythm. Somewhere, yeah. Might need a bit of help with it. <laughs> just, just don't use Quantites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. Use, uh, it's my best friend, Quantite. Grid, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, just uh, tell us a bit about your... Um, your work so far and like you know some of the some of the people you've worked with and and you know your, <sighs> yeah, your first big break in the industry and how that came about uh well my first i mean i guess the first you, you mentioned him earlier but i i signed my first deal to fraser t smith who, okay. who's a big producer right. yeah great great guy like a really good friend and just you know was a great person to, to sort of open the door for me and that was how i got my first few like major label credits i guess as like right production additional production whatever on on bits that he was working on so that was like Anne marie gavin james and and bits from america that he was working on or whatever wow. and then from there i sort of started he eventually signed my publishing how, how did you meet him uh i think he heard or one of the guys that works for him saul fitton heard a thing something on the radio or like a, a demo that i sent or something oh, okay. that was like just something random that pricked up the ears i guess but right. it wasn't like it, nothing had blown up or anything it was right. just a random thing online um wow. 
Wow. It's a good. And it's a good lesson for anyone you know watching or listening, and just send your music out there. You never know who's going to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. True, man. I mean, I don't know if I even it sent it to be to be honest. Oh, really? I, I don't, leaked, I don't know what. It. <laughs> yeah, it got leaked. No, I just someone saw your. They talents. found it somehow. Yeah. So good A and R, I guess. That's awesome. That's amazing, man. But yeah, um, but then from there I went on to yeah do do like writing and and really sort of found my feet with that and and started working with various people like early on it was like Gabrielle Aplin, Becky Hill. Wow. Um, and and people like that, and that that sort of like started the UK scene bubbling, mm-hmm. and then I had a song out in America with a band called Why Don't We that was sort of like my first American cut, and then that sort nice. of got things rolling there, and then there was like Zed and Kalani wow. out there, and it and it just sort of like I was like it's wild that there's such a, <coughs> a diversity of genres that you've been working on as well. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the the, the dumb thing about what I do is like one day I'm working on like this beautiful folk ballad and the next day it's like hard Trap. EDM. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, the, that's the beauty of a, of, a, of a songwriter, I guess, though, isn't it? It's like not being, I mean, with, with a lot of stuff in music these days, you don't want to be so focused on one genre, right? You want to cross genre stuff and come up with different ideas yeah. and, and, and blend and fuse things together, I guess, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's like I'm a, I'm a pop producer, right? Yeah. And that just means populist. So <laughs> like... Yeah, I th- anything. I think yeah. I think it's cool to like have your own niche genre as well. But if you have like influences of other genres and or just like make it a bit different and not just be so close-minded to what yeah. that genre involves, I think that's what's important as well, right? Yeah, it's like I think it's like a graph. Like early on in the career, being being like super open to every genre is maybe harder to get going. But once you're going, once you're up mm. in the mix, it means you can work on across as much yeah. as you want to or, or as little as you want to. But it's sort of it's made it easier the further I go. Yeah, and I guess it sense. opens more doors as well, the more you learn. Yeah, and when you get in with an artist that's like, I want to try something different today, or I want to, you know, yeah. do something else, it's like, okay, that's fine, let's do a folk song. Nice. <laughs> I want to hear your folk stuff, man. Yeah, know, sorry, yeah. yeah. I'll play that's it, pretty yeah. good, dude. Um, <laughs> cool, man. I want to go on to kind of one of, would you say one of your, you've, you've produced a whole album for Griff, right? Uh, parts of it, yeah. Parts I mean, it. in truth, like, that, that album's still in the works, so don't wow. really know. <laughs> but we've done we've done you know I've done a couple of, of singles with her that, that are out and then there's there's loads that we've done and it's right. just about we're in that process of kind of piecing it together basically yeah. mm. and and would you say you guys have obviously built a relationship in the studio because because what i want to kind of come across is how you <coughs> and obviously fraser would have built a relationship yeah you're building a relationship with all these different artists and obviously focusing yeah. a bit on griff and stuff yeah um i want to explain kind of to the viewers who are kind of new gen and new generation mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how important in studio relationships are because you, you you get two types of stuff you get somewhere you yeah be a mixer you know people send you stuff and you mix it and yeah. you go home but there's also this type where you're producing and mixing all kind of with relationships and building that re- reputation and yeah. uh, clientele yeah right? you're, you're building that kind of connection with people so just just want to touch on that man with, with all the artists you've worked on How yeah you building a relationship with these people and i mean it's it's, it's so interesting because a, a lot of what I mean, I don't know if it's interesting. It's interesting to me. But what I've, like, I, I do a lot of pitch writing as well. So that's like, I don't know the artist uh, or I haven't met them before or whatever, but we know what they're looking for. We're writing a song with other writers and just like sending it out into the ether and like hoping it gets cut or wow. whatever, or the label here or sending it to the label, trying to get that cut. But then there's the griff, griffs of the world. And that's like, honestly, every producer's dream, I think, to like find an artist that you're like, really passionate about and feel like you can bring something mm. to genuinely because that's when you that's when all the insecurity kind of fades away is when you when you feel like you can actually like you're bringing something 
Yeah, um, so smart, man. And with someone like Griff, she's she's incredible all-rounder. Like, she produces, writes, sings. She makes her own clothes. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, so, so it, must, it must feel extra special knowing that, you know, she, she's got that superstar power as well about her. Like, she's yeah, got yeah. more about her where you could see her becoming, like, the next Dua Lipa or, you know, the, these kind of artists. Yeah, 100%. Too. But it's also, like extremely intimidating being in the room with her because she's just there like well i could do that <laughs> you know wow. so you got a really like i mean obviously as time goes on you realize that we're, we just became mates and and it's mm. like that's the key i think for an artist like that is to just so just be open and like yeah. honest and that's we just we got lucky yeah i think it's really important to actually establish that connection with with any artist you're working with but um speaking to that tell us a bit more about some of the other names that you've worked with the likes of you know Anne marie yeah, again, I mean, she's, you know, she's amazing. She's she's such a character. And I think someone like that, it's about capturing that character and, and like, getting it in a song. Um, it's like Pokemon. It's like literally <laughs> just get that, Gotta catch put it all. in there. Uh, but she's so fun. It's like the, the music has to has to sort of portray that. Mm. Um, so, like, on this last album, we did a song called Times Two. And it's just so jokes, like the whole thing is so fun and it was so fun to write. It felt like it was, I don't know, an hour to, to write. I did it with Red Bull and Ray. Um, wow. And it was just, it was just so jokes. I don't know if it was something to do with the fact that the, the session was just before Christmas. I mean, it was like the end of term vibes. Everyone just like chilled out like watching Shrek 2 with, <laughs> the, with the class. But it was so chill and, and she was just like bouncing off the walls and we were just having a lot of fun. Wow. Ray's... Uh, like big energy as well nice. so it's just like in in those for, for those kind of artists it's maybe less about like i i wouldn't say i have the same relationship with Anne-Marie that i do with griff like griff's like like a sister almost mm. like we we see a lot of each other but going into work with someone like Anne-Marie, you've just got to sort of be the the person that's needed in that room mm. and on that day <laughs> luckily i just had to have a laugh basically yeah. you want to bring it out so it was a lot of fun but it's it's easy on days like that when the energy's there and everyone's up for it. Like, that's I think that makes working a lot easier as well. That in having that kind of energy yeah. and vibe about a studio session, even if you're working long hours, as long as you have that energy there, it can feel like it's yeah, man. Fun. I mean, it's not it's not work, is it? Like right, that, exactly. you know, we're just having a laugh. Like it was it was a lovely day. <laughs> it was so <laughs> so got, nice. I've got a question on, on something actually that I wanted to touch on. Um, again, going back to kind of new creators and new people involved in songwriting. Songwriting is a yeah. very important part of music, which we don't really credit enough as much as we should, right? And mm -hmm. I talk about it a lot, but I want to bring it up because I've got a lot of friends in the industry who, who write and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, obviously we hear about, you know, on an album, one song might get selected, two songs, but how important is like having a catalog? I always hear that word catalog, catalog, catalog. When you're creating music, like how much music as, as, as a songwriter, as a producer, do you create? And obviously like only one or two would get selected or... Oh, you mean like stuff that's like left over or like doesn't make the cut? Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. It's like how oh, important mate. is it? Because a lot of people that I know would kind of give up kind of stop oh yeah but obviously it seems like you literally write a catalogue of music and then yeah right I see what, selected, what you're saying you go out to the states one might get selected but that's a normal yeah. thing right in songwriting it's a very normal thing yeah it's a normal um, thing and it's like yes it can be disheartening obviously yeah. like it's a everyone's wants their their songs to see the light of day at the end of the day it's like your babies um but at the same time i feel like you should love it for what it is like you, you know I feel like if if I wasn't if every artist in the world perished <laughs> suddenly, God forbid, I'd probably still be writing songs. You know, yeah. like I, I don't know. I, I just love doing it. So it's 
I think like on my, on my worst, on my lowest days when I'm feeling like, oh, no one wants this song or like this is, I feel like nothing's happening with this thing that I love. I've just got to be like, yeah, but I love it. Like that's, that's so, it. So, so do, do you have like a, do you have like a normal process that you always follow when it comes to songwriting or is that, does it depend on your mood or where you are or the artist you're working with? Like what, what determines the process of, of your songwriting? Yeah, literally all of those things. I think like, yeah, this is never the, never the same really. I think I tend to start with, I used to, like, I, I come from a production background, right? So mm. I used to start with the vibe or, like, start with an idea. But I think the further I've gone in this industry, the, the more I realize that people, like, like, the average person on the street just hears a, a lyric, really. Right. Like, they hear a song or they, they hear a melody, but they but they, they just focus on the lyric and they want to yeah. scream the lyric. Or, like, it, if it's a big song that's really the the thing and then the vibe is just like cementing that but it's not like Supporting that's not what it's it. about right. for most people I, I we definitely as producers get caught up in that i think mm. and i i did early on in my career so now i think it's like i'll often start with the the concept or like mm. the whole oh. idea do you ever get like a melody stuck in your head and like in the car just like yeah. out your phone and stuff? yeah yeah all the time, <laughs> all the time. and <laughs> it normally turns out it's someone else's melody so I have to, oh. but it's just subconsciously stuck in your head yeah yeah yeah, I think so. So I, I normally start with with chords and melody, but sometimes, especially if you're with an artist, they'll come in and be like, "This happened. Like, oh, yeah. broke up with my boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. I'll, I want to write about it." And then you're just sort of chasing that and like trying to keep the energy. Nice. On that. Yeah. I just want to touch on that. She's talking about production now. I want to touch on <laughs> Pro Tools. Um, yeah. Oh, what's Pro Tools? Oh, oh, Pro Tools. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> um, there's a lot of misconceptions about producing in Pro Tools, right? A lot of people say. You know, it hasn't got this, hasn't got that, hasn't got this, hasn't got that. So yeah. to the audience, Pete fully produces in Pro Tools. There's no other software. There's no other door. There's no other external no, stuff. It is all Pro Tools. Um, and I think I want to just touch on it kind of why Why did you use Pro Tools to kind of produce all these records and hits? And like, what, what made you start with Pro Tools? As yeah, well, what made you start with Pro Tools? Yeah, that's, well, that's the answer to the first question, which is why I'm using it now is because I started with it and I'm just, that's, I've always used it. So that, that I kind of, Feel like that's what I'm quickest in. It's like my language, and I've 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 tried other doors, and like you know I've struggled, struggled. And in in a songwriting environment or a high pressure like studio session, you've got to be as quick as you can, and it's 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 just never as good. So I I started in bands, like oh. I said, and 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 we were sort of trying to record a lot of like live instruments, like live drums and mm -hmm. bass, what have you. So we I don't know why we we just thought. I think because a lot of the bands we were fans of, we we know we knew used Pro Tools, mm -hmm. um, and I didn't have a Mac at the time either, so it was, I couldn't use Logic. Wow. <laughs> so that was that was a part of it. And, and was that what Fraser was using? Obviously, when he was with Fraser as well, was obviously using Pro Tools. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. I mean, or, he like was production or more songwriting only. Uh, he's across. I mean, he was on Pro Tools. Like the main session would be running in Pro Tools. His engineer Manon, who. You know, they got we're working too. for that. <laughs> Fraser. So would you say time. you were like influenced by some of the you know bigger bands out there that, that were using Pro Tools and that was uh yeah, but we're not talking like mainstream. We're talking like metal bands, oh, like right. like <laughs> lame stuff. That I was like, you know, we were just trying to work out how they recorded all mm. the drums. And That's where a lot of journeys start from when it comes to Pro Tools. <laughs> I remember like my first experience as well was literally hearing about the guys at uni in a band and they couldn't record on Logic, so they recorded in Pro Tools. Like it was a similar kind of thing. Yeah, you always hear about it and then you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. And like you said, the, the misconceptions are still there. Like I, I majority of like I, I barely ever record live instruments. You know, I mean, l I'm lucky to sometimes, but 
on your writing is you don't have that luxury all the time. So a majority of what I do is programmed. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's a big misconception that it's it's slower or, or it's, it's harder in Pro Tools. Uh, and the way I work is like I'm quite a visual producer and I need to see a lot of detail in the like waveform. So for, for me, it's, it's just sort of go, moving to logic. Yeah. I, I've kind of struggled to see it mm-hmm. as well. And... And it's obviously like with with the whole kind of like I mean, I've never understood it, and I wish I did. Um, but like producing in one software, bringing it over, yeah. mixing in there. Like I've never because obviously I've, I've used Pro Tools as well. But um, building the whole track in there, I, I I don't know how you would build a beat, drop it in there, drop some vocals, yeah, then send it over. To, like, for me, it's just so time consuming to have like four or well, three softwares running at the same or uh, after one one after each other when Pro Tools does a same thing yeah. in one software. I mean, I've I've always wondered that, but I, I think there's something to be said for like the the different like like processes and, and keeping mm. keeping them as different. Like Fraser, for example, when I worked with him, he was sometimes like making beats in Ableton, and then he'd make like loops on an MPC or whatever, and oh, then wow. and then it would go Pro Tools and Manon would be recording vocals and oh, Pro Tools, got and, that then, kind of triple and then we'd go yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's whatever your workflow is Would you record ideas in ableton as well like like vocal demos or anything i don't know yeah sometimes and i the think real so. session kind of in pro tools afterwards right? yeah 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 I, right. I can't remember but it's definitely pro tools was like the end step mm-hmm. yeah and for you Every it's kind time. of the start middle and end right yeah yeah the whole thing yeah <laughs> yeah so put it out there man there's not a lot of producers. i mean in the u.s though you'll get them there's a yeah, lot yeah. of producers that's the crazy the thing US. like yeah. ev- pretty much everyone is like Producing on Pro Tools. Yeah, I think it heavily depends on like like you said what what you start with, right? I think if if mm-hmm. even if it's uh, a door that's like you said has has the narrative of not being a predominantly used producer door. Um, yeah. If if it's the first door you use, then you'll you'll tend to figure out how to use it. And I think for the most part, you know, Pro Tools has been the industry standard for a long time now. Um, and I think starting with a program such as that, it just makes it easier to then have everything like you said in all in one place. So. Yeah goes a long way but um just uh you know just to take it a little bit back to to you being you know a producer and and being from from the uk um originally how how has being from the uk affected your career development would you say um i think it's it depends what you want from your career like i'm i've always been quite sort of u.s facing in terms of the way i think like long term and and i'm just a big fan of the music from there um and i always have been so and and nowadays i'm sort of like back and forth between here and la uh fairly often um haven't been for the pandemic obviously but now we're we're back up and running and it's sort of like it always is i I mean i love the uk and there are there are lots of artists here that i really love working with but i think the pitch game which is what i love to be honest like i get a kick out of it like being a little nerd and, and writing a like technically wow. like really good song with my other songwriter, <laughs> really good songwriters, and then like finding a home for it and being like, yeah, we we did that. That's amazing. <laughs> it doesn't really happen as often here unless it's like a little mix or, or you know like a maybe like a, a more like pop thing, right. but very few and far between right now. Here. So would you say you've had to jump over a few obstacles to get those bigger names here? Um. Yeah, I mean, not not necessarily here, but but it's definitely a more of an uphill battle in the U.S. Just right. not not living there is right. is like half half the thing. Um, would you move out there? Yeah, I think I would. Like, yeah. I I don't know if I could. I don't see myself dying there. If that makes sense. <laughs> Sounds 
way more morbid you do than it I while you're young and stuff and like yeah um, like, try it out right like a few years is what I'm saying yeah, maybe yeah, I would, yeah. but I I don't know there is something to be said for the like exclusivity of being out there for like a month at a time mm. because people are like oh he's here for a month and we've we've only got a month so let's get this done yeah, or like yeah. get him in with whoever yeah that's the thing if you you, you want to actually experience that full kind of six months or something so you've actually kind of yeah see what there. it's like yeah to live there <laughs> yeah. you must love the accent obviously oh yeah that yeah, goes that's that's great. Yeah. Goes a long way it comes with Hello, it. ladies <laughs> <laughs> joking happily engaged yeah <laughs> guys he's engaged um cool man I, I had a quick question for you man um so you so again guys i keep looking at the camera to say this but pete lost boy mixes produces and master occasionally yeah occasionally i mean it depends on the yeah that's nuts now, out of them three things, yeah. what do you prefer the most? Oh, and songwriting, sorry. Four things there. What do you prefer the most out of all four of them? <sighs> Difficult question. It's, it's hard, yeah. It's like, um, I like them all, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, I think, obviously, songwriting, and yeah. it's a close first and second, but songwriting, production, mixing, mastering, in that order, probably. And where's the weirdest place you've kind of come up with an idea? Was it, like, washing dishes? <sighs> Putting clothes oh, in the laundry. Uh, it's not that weird, but so many ideas on planes. But I think I've heard that's it, yeah, yeah. I think that's the altitude. And honestly, like being a bit drunk, <laughs> and I'll get off the pl- like I wake up the next day and like look at my notes, and just like the weirdest <laughs> song titles or like little voice notes. There <laughs> is there is something to uh, being on a plane and being yeah. really creative and productive. I oh think. yeah, 100%. like I, I yeah. find I do my best work both you know musically and mm-hmm. an actual real work yeah. know, th- on the plane because yeah. you, you're kind of forced to do something right you're, trapped, like, you're just <laughs> yeah. you're stuck, yeah. so you think might as well be productive yeah yeah if you go in la it's like 11 and a half hours as well so mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a lot of thinking yeah. time exactly like there's that. only so many uh crappy films you can watch oh <laughs> man <laughs> restless <Yeah>. restless <laughs> but yeah um so what, what what is it that made you fall in love in songwriting in the first place uh I don't know. Was it was it something that you discovered by yourself, or was it like with friends and stuff? Or I think it was just list like the music that I grew up listening to. Like my my dad used to play a lot of like, uh, sort of like, well like Genesis, like Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel, Seal, like wow, a lot of like technically kind of cheesy classics, sort of classics, but like pop, slightly progressive pop, like mm. very nerdy, clever songwriting. Um, and I, I just have like absorbed so much of that, still wow. listen to it like weekly. And actually there's a lot of that in, in like Griff, for example, like there's, there's a lot of like that sound subconsciously right. and like, I'll say Peter Gabriel to her and she'll be like, Who, who's that? I was going to ask like, you, have it, you been to real world yet? Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It? Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, I think that's where it comes from. Just like songs that I like a bit of a journey Mm. and and i'm not trying to write those songs every day for sure but it's just like knowing that that's possible and then like trying to make an exciting thing for like the average person <laughs> not that yeah. i'm above average but you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's like that's how far it could go right and now let's try and do something that's not too like indigestible yeah and i think it's quite important to have um like i said musical influences that can mm. help tune in your yeah. uh, creativity and and, and your style i guess to, to to obviously you add your own twist to it but ultimately you know you're you're yeah. a lot of that creative creativity to, to some of the other icons that are out there 100 percent. and i never really realized that until like three years ago and just was listening to all that stuff and was like that literally sounds like 
something I would do and then it like reverse <laughs> thought about it and I was like oh yeah obviously that yeah. is something I would do yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's all I listen to for like a lot of my life so yeah oh, oh would you look oh at that God. it is that time of the show you are very confused right now, as I yep. <laughs> understandably. Um, so this is part of the show that we like to call the um, uh, album interlude section. Essentially, what that means is uh, you've got 60 seconds to answer as many random questions as possible. Um, and at the end, we're going to tally it up. And uh, yeah, we're going to have some kind of a leaderboard of, of the previous guests that we've had on and see, see who's answered the most. Oh How's my God, it sounds horrible. Let's go. <laughs> You're in for a treat. It'll be good, it'll be good. Uh, okay, so without further ado, your timer starts now. Sneakers or sliders? Sliders. All right, mixing or producing? Producing. Oof. City break or beach break? Beach break. Favorite mic to track records? Elan two five one. Wow. Favorite music genre? Uh, pop music. Analog or digital? Both. Three artists, dead or alive, you'd love to do a collaboration with? Three. Uh, Freddie Mercury, Seal, and uh, Metallica. Favorite? Oh, sorry. Mixing headphones or monitors? Monitors. Okay. What's your uh, favorite studio snack? Nuts. Oh, working it at working at night or daytime? Uh, night time. Ooh, what's your guilty pleasure song? Oh, um, this one gets everyone. Everyone. I think Rain on Me, Ariana Grande, Ooh, and nice. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Songwriting or producing? Songwriting. Ooh. Oh, and that is yeah, time. Yeah. You just snocked that Ooh. in there. I'm gonna let you have that. Okay. That was good. I'll let you that have that. That was quite one. a few. Start, so yeah. you finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's good. You were answering them very quickly. I was a bit worried I was, was going to run out. I was panicking. <laughs> I'm sweating. I feel, I, feel, I feel like I just want to ask you one, not to add to leadable, but I want to ask you one. Oh, we can add it. Yeah. Uh, Why not? Uh, all right, cool. Um, a very important one. What is your favorite compressor? Um, uh, well, for vocal CL1B, I think, and then what the soft tube version or the actual CL1B? No, the actual, yeah, oh, the actual, the actual one. one. Oh, and wow, then okay. didn't Hector say that one? Yeah, a lot of people. I think three have said so far. See, I won't be. It's the one I use every day. I guess that's the. You've actually got the unit as well. You mean the unit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, wow. That's nice. great. It's, it's so versatile. Nice and modern sounding. We're gonna have wow. to uh, tally those up uh, and yeah, see, see how you perform. But uh, you did alright. You, well. you, you did well. You did alright. <laughs> when, when this, when, when, when guests say both cash, we should probably like. Get this out. When people yeah, say, oh, that's both. probably Do we count not. that? Do we count that? I feel like not? we should deduct a point. Yeah, Ooh. fair, fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the hit. It's a bit of a cop I out. Panicked, but it's, I, it's both, isn't it? Analog it and is, digital. No, but to be fair, to be fair to true, Lost Boy, yeah. everyone we've had on uh, and who's been asked that question has Pretty. said both. Have they? I don't think there's anyone that we've kind of had on who hasn't literally had both. I think everyone's had a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. But the aim of the game is to put you under pressure and make you choose one if you had to go with one, right? So. Well, it'd be digital. It would be digital, probably, probably, yeah. yeah. Cool. There we go. We got the answer, ladies and gentlemen. Um, nice. So, yeah, just uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry to break up the conversation like that, but uh, we like to do the, th you know, like to do things like that over here. Okay. Um, but uh, so t tell us what, what kind of projects you're working on at the moment and, and you know, um, yeah, so anything exciting in, in the works? Yeah. Um, all sorts of stuff. I mean, uh, I don't know if you've, there's this Tiesto song out at the moment called The Motto, which I did. Mm with him and Ava Max, and that's wow. been sort of like doing its thing in America and here to, it, to an wow. extent. So we, we've been working on some more stuff, but that's kind of ongoing and kind of in that pitch world again. It's mm. like just 
trying to land records. Do you, um, do you ever have pinch me moments? Because like meeting Tiesto and for me, it'd just be like. Insane. I've not met him, but we had a good chat on the phone, and that was a, a very surreal. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I mean, he's just a lovely man, <laughs> like yeah, a but. lovely guy, and and most of these artists are. Um, have you heard? Um, <laughs> have you heard? I wanna, I've got to. Oh, I like that. <laughs> um, have you had Boom by Tiesto? Yeah. Boom. Bring boom, that boom, boom. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> this is like, we, I had it on Atmos. Atmos, by the way, amazing. Um, had it on yeah. Atmos first time. Sat down after hearing Rocket Man, which is kind of relaxing. Mm. You know, you've got a few snares, a few mm. hi hats going around, and you hear boom. Yeah. And it's literally the joystick on the S6. It's gone like that. It's like progressive yeah. house. Boom, 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 boom. And I was like, oh my God. And it was like, sick. I like Tiesto. Right. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for interrupting you. Tell us a bit it's more right. about your, your What else is going on? Um, been in with Ellie Golding recently. Uh, nice. I've, I've not worked with well I worked with her a long time ago but um, that was it's been nice to like properly dig in recently and we've made some stuff that I really love and she does <laughs> I think if you're watching Ellie <laughs> um, so hopefully that will see the light of day um, and I'm, I'm excited about it um, and then it's more stuff with Griff all the time Tom Grennan doing a lot with him love that guy um been writing did a bit of writing with lewis capaldi in la oh, wow. and just sort of like various like like one-time sessions which are kind of like, i really enjoy those sessions because it's just like checking in seeing what the where they're at in their in their process of an album or whatever and trying to like land something do you, um, do you see any cool like differences in, in the way people you know do do their songwriting processes uh yeah not not lewis though i mean we we've written together before we've actually had a song out together but it wasn't for him it was it's this rita or a song right. uh called how to be lonely that we wrote together and and i haven't i hadn't seen him for like two years maybe two and a half years since then and he's exactly the same just wow. hilarious he seems like the most down to earth so humble, yeah yeah he's, he's, ever so humble, bro. he's so real like he's, yeah. he's just he is that I've noticed that with, I know it sounds bad, and I've, I've noticed that with a lot of like singers though, like, you know, when you look at Adele, they just seem so relaxed and cheering. They're, they're so fully like, themselves, in right? In their own, yeah, yeah, like literally themselves. Yeah, that's like, what people buy into, I think. Like, yeah. Literally, like, there's nothing that would be like, wow, that's so fake. It's like literally being themselves. So, Pete, I just want to go over like kind of mixing now. And obviously, you know, you've been a producer, songwriter, and composer and stuff as well, but mixing is obviously important as part of your workflow. Right. Mm. And obviously setting up templates in Pro Tools and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but do you mix as you go along, as you produce? Obviously, if the artist is with you, obviously there's a lot of pressure of them when you when you sing into a mic, and they might not be so technically kind of there. So they want, but they want to hear themselves sounding well. Yeah. Like, so do you set up templates for this, or do you kind of bring in track presets in Pro Tools? What do yeah. you do, or do you mix? Do you mix along, kind of as you're going along? All three of those things, really. Wow. I mean, I, I've always like mixed as I go along. I mean, I. I don't really have a process for mixing. It's just trying to get everything to sound as good as it can. Wow. Uh, and I guess, uh, like technically, I'm probably not the best mixer, but I'm a lot of these, especially for pitch songs, mm -hmm. we've, we're trying to like deliver them sounding as exciting as possible and like commercially competitive, mm -hmm. really loud, like probably too loud, and and just sort of really exciting to an A and R. Uh, so like I try and mix everything as well as I can. A lot of the, you know major label releases whatever are taken out of my hands to to amazing mixes um but yeah in, in process i have i have a, a template sort of standard template which i use for a starting point for, for everything really wow. um and it's got like a few it's got like my lead vocals bvs in folders doubles in folders and like everything's there 
a lot of those are inactive until I need them and hidden. Mm. You can bring them out. And then I just bring them out. And then... Here's what I made earlier. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and then I think a lot of the... I think like one of the big misconceptions about Pro Tools is like the ease of like building something or like trying to keep the vibe going quickly. And I think I've never understood that because for me it's like mm. I make a lot of ideas all the time, right? So say we're in a session and you're like, I want to do something this tempo and we're like jamming something on the keyboard, whatever. I'll put the chords in and if I know it's at 120 and I'm like, oh, I swear I started another idea that was like 125, whatever. Just hit like command shift I whatever it is alt shift I probably got shortcuts wrong embarrassing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> import the import session data from another session and it and make sure it's like t tempo matched. It all snaps to the grid, and I've got like drums that sound good from something else, and I just change a few things, and it's like from something that's not even released, and it, it just gets the vibe there quickly. Yeah. Or it's easy to program drums as well, but like. It, it's just like a quick way of getting started. Yeah, I mean often. now now even on drums you have like Groove Cell, which I was saying we were saying like you're gonna kind of try. Yeah, it. try it. Out. <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried it yet. Um, which is amazing because we we've been wanting a sequencer in Pro Tools for so long, like yeah. a very long time, and now we finally have it. It's kind of added that extra bit of like that whole misconception side of we can't make beats in Pro Tools, but even yeah. though we can make them beforehand uh, without that sequencer, now we've got the sequencer kind of does add to it. Yeah, it just makes and, and just helps out, doesn't it? Way more easier. Yeah, like, for way, sure. Way more easier. I mean, it was easy before. Like, it's great to have that, yeah. but like, I, I don't, I don't buy into the fact that it's hard to make. Like, it's literally drag and drop, yeah. or like, what do you want to like? Yeah, you got to be like, and it goes back to the music theory thing a little bit though. Like, not not fully, but yeah, you got to. It starts off by being a good producer. It starts off with that, or songwriting, or knowing what you're doing at least, right? Having the foundation. Like, having to, the foundation right. to make music, I guess. Like, I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess, know? yeah. Sitting there and kind of expecting the software to work for you is kind of... Oh, yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. But I, what, all I'm saying is, like, if anyone, I feel like even someone in the, like who's never touched a computer before, like, they can hear a song and they can hear where the kick and snare is roughly right mm, and yeah. like you can work that you can put that in it's like any anyone can yeah. do that i've seen like five-year-olds do it you know <laughs> it's it's mad <laughs> so i feel personally attacked <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ouch. oh man <laughs> no, i'm joking um but yeah so uh yeah it's it's i say it's inspiring to hear that so is there um is there a scenario where you've had to learn a new door and um You've kind of like forced yourself to, to mm -hmm. get to use it use it just for the sake of a certain project. Uh, yeah, uh, not not to not to finish something in, but like for example, uh, over the pandemic, there was a lot of like working on the Little Mix album. Um, the the vocals were vocal produced and recorded by Raffaella, amazing producer. She's great, and and she but she works in Logic, right. so um, she would just send me the Logic sessions, which is cool and i have logic i just don't use it so I, I was like working out how to like open the session get rid of all the automation and, and like get everything into pro tools basically um and that's about it really i mean i've, I've done bits in ableton and like you know I, i've tried i've like mucked around with it but i've never really finished anything in right. anything else in pro tools imagine a plugin that just <coughs> put all the stems from one door into another yeah, it's I mean, like there, probably is. there probably I mean, is. There probably is. You can think be, of one. There used to be rewire. That used to be quite important. Do you remember yeah. rewire? I don't know. I mean, I've never... Yeah. Used, I'm sure there's like some FL, viewers out there. FL that can... Reason into like Pro Tools and stuff. Yeah. Talking proper old school. That was pretty sick. I'm just thinking, like, as you were talking there, I was thinking, wow, imagine there was like one button that just goes 
<laughs> Import. He just goes whoop. Yeah, giving out uh, million dollar ideas for our viewers and listeners. We're there. taking it first though. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> got a comment like this already exists. Yeah, 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 yeah guys, it's called this. Get up to speed, guys. If you um, know if the, yeah, if you know of this, uh, please comment. Please comment. comment <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. Uh, thank you so much for for taking the time to of come course. come on the uh, the show. We really appreciate you, man. Oh, it's um, been a pleasure, like, guys. Made even more special with the fact that you're actually here <laughs> with us in person. So, yeah. oh, thanks for having me. Um, it's been absolutely awesome, Lost Boy. I want to say thank you. Um, first, before we wrap up, I just want to ask you, man, to the viewers out there again. Again, as you know, Pro Tools, we're really going for kind of helping educate the new generation. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you're still young, dude, and you've propelled in your career and stuff. So we just want to. What kind of advice would you give to a new songwriter, producer out there? You know, they've just finished college, uni, school, and they're going straight into the to the industry. Or they want to go straight into the industry. What kind of what advice would you give them? Uh, I, I mean, we we touched on it earlier, I think, but I, it, it genuinely the thing that will keep you going, no matter what, is is remembering to enjoy it and why you, and how you started enjoying it and, and why you want to do it to begin with, because. It's, there are lots of hard moments in this in- industry and there, there always will be and at every level I think there's always going to be a new thing where you're like oh why haven't I got that or whatever so in those moments it's just like perspective remember what what you love like if you love writing you love writing if you love making beats that's your thing but like just take it back to the to the bedroom or whatever and like wow. where you started wow it's great advice amazing <laughs> well <laughs> thank you Lost Boy. My pleasure. Um, it's been amazing, man. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. cheers cheers for coming down. Um, thank you, everyone, for, for listening and watching. Um, before you shut off this video, please make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're tuning in on a, a, an audio uh, platform, make sure you, you tune in for the next episode and, and rate us five stars. Why not, eh? Why not? Please Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you all for watching and listening, guys. Take See care. You soon. Thank Peace you. Out.